0: Section seventeen, volume five of The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, volume five, section seventeen. When it was the four hundred and twenty-first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the shaykh continued. So if any one enlarge in praise of a slave-girl, and wish to enhance her value by the mention of her beauties, he likeneth her to a youth, because of the illustrious qualities that belong to the male, even, as saith the poet, Boy like of backside in the deed of kind, she sways as sways the wand like bows of wine. And youths then were not better and fairer than girls, why should these be likened to them? and know also Almighty Allah preserve thee that a youth is easy to be led, adapting himself to every reed, pleasant of converse and manners, inclining to assent rather than dissent, especially when his side face is newly downed and his upper lip is first and browned, and the purple lights of youth on his cheeks abound so that he is like the full moon sound and how goodly is the saying of abu tamam the slanderers said there's hair upon his cheeks quoth i exceed not that's no blemish there when he could bear that hailing of his hips and pearl beads shaded by mustachio hair and rose swore solemn holiest oath that is from that fair cheek she never more would fare i spoke with eyelids without need of speech and they who answered me his eyebrows were. He's even fairer than thou knewest him, and cheek-down guards from all would over-dare. Brighter and sweeter now are grown his charms, since down robe's lip and cheek before were bare. And those who blame me for my love of him, when him they mention say of him, Thy fair! And quoth al-Hariri, and quoth excellently well, my censors say, what means this pine for him? Ceaseth not the flowing hair on cheeks a flowing? I say by Allah, and ye deem I dote. Look at the truth in those fine eyes a showing. But for the down that veils his cheek and chin, his brow had dazed all eyes no sight allowing. And whoso sojourns in a growthless land how shall he move from land fair growths a-growing and quoth another my blamers say of me he is consoled and lie no consolation comes to those who pine and sigh i had no solace when rose bloomed alone on cheek now basil blooms thereon and now consoled am i and again slim-waisted one whose looks with down of cheek in slaughtering mankind each other hurtle, With the Narcissus blade he sheddeth blood, The baldric of whose sheath is freshest myrtle. And again, not with his must I'm drunk, but verily, Those curls turn manly heads like newest wine, Each of his beauties envies each and all, Would be the silky down on side-face line. Such are the excellencies of the youth which women do not own, and they more than suffice to give those the preference over these. She replied, Allah give thee health, verily thou hast imposed the debate upon thyself, and thou hast spoken, and hast not stinted, and hast brought proofs to support every assertion. But now is the truth become manifest. So swerve thou not from the path thereof, and if thou be not content with a summary of evidence, I will set it before thee in fullest detail. Allah upon thee, where is the youth beside the girl, and who shall compare kid and wild cow? The girl is soft as speech, bare of form, like a branchlet of basil, with teeth like chamomile petals, and hair like halters wherefrom to hang hearts. Her cheeks are like blood-red anemones, and her face like a pippin, She hath lips like wine, and breasts like pomegranates twain, and a shape supple as a rattan cane. Her body is well formed and with sloping shoulders dight; she hath a nose like the edge of a sword shining bright, and a forehead brilliant white, and eyebrows which unite, and eyes stained by Nature's hand black as night. If she speak, fresh young pearls are scattered from her mouth forthright. And all hearts are ravished by the daintiness of her sprite. When she smileth, thou wouldst wean the moon shone out her lips between, And when she eyes thee, Sword-blades flash from the babes of her eyes. In her all beauties to conclusion come, And she is the centre of attraction To traveller and stay-at-home. She hath two lips of cremosis than cream smoother, And of taste than honey sweeter and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the four hundred and twenty-second night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the preacher-woman thus pursued her theme in the praise of fair maids. She hath two lips of cremosi than cream smoother, and than honey sweeter, adding, And she hath a bosom, as it were away two hills between which are a pair of breasts like globes of ivory sheen likewise a stomach right smooth flanks soft as the palm spathe, and creased with folds and dimples which overlap one another and liberal thighs which like columns of pearl arise and back parts which billow and beat together like seas of glass or mountains of glance and two feet and hands of gracious mould like unto ingots of virgin gold. So, O miserable, where are mortal men beside the jinn? Knowest thou not that puissant princes and potent kings before women ever humbly bend, and on them for delight depend? Verily they may say, We rule over necks and rob hearts. These women, how many a rich man, have they not paupered? How many a powerful man have they not prostrated, and how many a superior man have they not enslaved! Indeed they seduce the sage and send the saint to shame, and bring the wealthy to want, and plunge the fortune favoured into penury. Yet for all this, the wise but redouble in affection of them and honour. Nor do they count this oppression or dishonour how many a man for them hath offended his maker and called down on himself the wrath of his father and mother and all this because of the conquest of their love over hearts knowest thou not o wretched one that for them are built pavilions and slave girls are for sale that for them tear floods rail and for them are collected jewels of price and ambergris and musk odoriferous and armies are arrayed and pleasures made, and wealth heaped up, and smitten off as many a head. And indeed he spoke sooth in the words, Whoso saith the world meaneth woman. Now as for thy citation from the holy traditions, it is an argument against thee, and not for thee, in that the prophet, whom Allah bless and preserve, compareth the beardless with the black-eyed girls of paradise now doubtless the subject of comparison is worthier than the object therewith compared so unless women be the worthier and the goodlier wherefore should other than they be likened to them as for thy saying that girls are likened to boys the case is not so but the contrary boys are likened to girls for folk say yonder boy is like a girl as for what proof thou quotest from the poets the verses wear the product of a complexion unnatural in this respect. And as for the habitual sodomites and catamites, offenders against religion, Almighty Allah hath condemned them in his holy book. Herein he denounceth their filthy practices, saying, Do ye approach unto the males among mankind, and leave your wives which your Lord hath created for you? Surely ye are a people who transgress these it is that liken girls to boys of their exceeding profligacy and ungraciousness and inclination to follow the fiend and own lusts so that they say she is apt for two tricks and these are all wanderers from the way of right and the righteous quoth their chief abu nawas slim waist and boyish wits delight venture as well as sodomite as for what thou sayest of a youth's first hair on cheek and lips and how they add to his beauty and loveliness by allah thou strayest from the straight path of sooth and sayest that which is other than the truth for whiskers change the charms of the comely into ugliness quoting these couplets that sprouting hair upon his face took reek for lovers vengeance all did vainly seek I see not on his face a sign fuliginous, except his curls are hue of reek. If so his paper mostly be begrimed, where deemest thou the reed shall draw a streak. If any raise him other fares above, this only proves the judge of wits is weak. And when she entered her verse, she resumed, Laud be to Allah Almighty. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the four hundred and twenty-third night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the preacher-woman ended her verse she resumed addressing the man laud to allah almighty how can it be hid from thee that the perfect pleasure is in women and that abiding blessings are not to be found but with them seeing that allah extolled and exalted be he hath promised his prophets and saints black-eyed damsels in paradise and hath appointed these for a recompense of their godly works and had the almighty known that the joy supreme was in the possession of other than women he had rewarded them therewith and promised it to them and quoth he whom allah bless and preserve the things i hold dearest of the things of your world are three women and perfume and the solace of my eyes in prayer Verily, Allah hath appointed boys to serve his prophets, and saints in paradise, because paradise is the abode of joy and delight, which could not be complete without the service of youths. But as to the use of them for aught but service, it is hell's putridity, and corruption and turpitude. How well, saith the poet, men's turning unto bums of boys is bumptuous, whoso loved noble women showed their own noblesse. How many goodly whites have slept the night enjoying, Buttocks of boys, and woke at morn in foulest mess! Their garments stained by safflower, which is yellow-murred, Their shame proclaiming, showing colour of distress! Who can deny the charge, when so beride are they, That e'en by daylight shows the dung upon their dress? What contrast with the man, who slept a gladsome night, By owry maid, for glance, a mere enchantress! he rises off her borrowing wholesome bonny scent that fills the house with whips of perfumed goodliness no boy deserved place by side of her to hold canst even a lowe's wood with what fills pool of then said she o folk ye have made me to break the bounds of modesty and the circle of free-born women and indulge in idle talk of chambering and wantonness which beseemeth not people of learning. But the breasts of free-borns are the sepulchres of secrets, and such conversations are in confidence. Moreover, actions are according to intentions, and I crave pardon of Allah for myself and you and all Moslems, seeing that he is the pardoner and the compassionate. Then she held her peace, and thereafter would answer us of naught. So we went our way, rejoicing in that we had profited by her contention, and yet sorrowing to part from her. And among the tales they tell is one of Abu Suwade and the Pretty Old Woman. Quoth Abu Suwade, I and a company of my friends entered a garden one day to buy somewhat of fruit, and we saw in a corner an old woman who was bright of face, but her head-hair was white and she was combing it with an ivory comb. We stopped before her, yet she paid no heed to us, neither veiled her face. So I said to her, O old woman, wert thou to dye thy hair black, thou wouldst be handsomer than a girl. What hindereth thee from this? She raised her head towards me, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the four hundred and twenty-fourth night, she said, it hath reached me o auspicious king that abu Sued continued when i spake these words to the ancient dame she raised her head towards me and opening wide her eyes recited these two couplets i died what years have died but this my staining lasts not while that of days is i remaining days when be clad in gear of youth i fared raked fore and aft by men with joy unfeigning I cried, By Allah, favoured art thou for an old woman! How sincere art thou in thine afterpine for forbidden pleasures, and how false is thy pretense of repentance from frowardness. And another tale is that of The Amir Ali bin Tahir and the Girl Munis Once on a time was displayed for sale to Ali bin Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Tahir, a slave-girl called Munis, who was superior to her fellows in beauty and breeding, and to boot an accomplished poetess. And he asked her of her name. Replied she, Allah advanced thee, emir, my name is Munis. Now he knew this before, so he bowed his head a while, then raising his eyes to her, recited this verse. What sayest of one by a sickness caught, for the love of thy love till he waxed distraught? Answered she, Allah exalt the Emir, and recited this verse in reply: "If we saw a lover who pains as he ought, with love we would grant him all favours he sought." She pleased him, so he bought her for seventy thousand dirhams and begat on her. Obeyed Allah bin Muhammad, afterwards Minister of Police. And we are told by Abu Al Aina a tale of. THE WOMAN WHO HAD A BOY, AND THE OTHER WHO HAD A MAN TO LOVER. Quoth Abu al-Ainah. There were in our street two women, one of whom had for lover a man, and the other a beardless youth. And they foregathered one night on the terrace roof of a house adjoining mine, knowing not that I was near. Quoth the boy's lover to the other. O my sister, how canst thou bear with patience the harshness of thy lover's beard as it falleth on thy breast? when he busseth thee, and his mustachios rub thy cheek and lips. Replied the other, Silly that thou art, what decketh the tree save its leaves, and the cucumber, but its warts? Didst ever see in the world aught uglier than a scald-head bald of his beard? Knowest thou not that the beard is to men as the side-locks to women, and what is the difference between chin and cheek? Knowest thou not that Allah, extolled and exalted be he, Hath created an angel in heaven, who saith, Glory be to him who ornamenteth men with beards, and women with long hair. So were not the beard, even as the tresses in comeliness, It had not been coupled with them, O silly. How shall I spread-eagle myself under a boy, Who will emit long before I can go off, And forestall me in limpness of penis and clitoris, And leave a man who, when he taketh breath, clippeth close, And when he entereth, goeth leisurely and when he hath done, repeateth, and when he pusheth, poketh hard, and as often as he withdraweth, returneth. The boy's leman was edified by her speech, and said, I forswear my lover by the Lord of the Kaba. And amongst tales is one of Ali the Kyrene and the Haunted House in Baghdad there lived once in the city of cairo a merchant who had great store of monies and bullion gems and jewels and lands and houses beyond count and his name was hasan the jeweller the baghdad man furthermore allah had blessed him with a son of perfect beauty and brilliancy rosy-cheeked fair of face and well-figured whom he named ali of cairo and had taught the koran and science and elocution and the other branches of polite education Till he became proficient in all manner of knowledge. He was under his father's hand in trade, but after a while Hassan fell sick, and his sickness grew upon him till he made sure of death. So he called his son to him. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 17.